Does anyone have any uh, any banter they want to get out of the way? <laughs> Not really. Have you guys heard the new Blink-182 song? Oh. I have not. I heard the teaser for it. Okay, it's out now. It's called Hung or something like that, right? It's called Edging. Okay. Edging? Oh, they dropped it just in time. (laughs) Um, Bob, what do you have to say about it? Um, I'm about to listen to it. Oh, so you haven't listened to it. No, I was asking you if you have heard no, it. I just assumed that because you have, since you're so up to date with the modern pop punk. Is there a music video for yeah. it? Yes. Of course there is. I, my internet is like non-existent right now. What's going on with that? Uh, I pay oh, no. a bunch of money to Verizon every month so they can fuck me. <laughs> What's it's been matter? buffering this entire time. I can't watch this. What? Do they... This is interesting because the music video was done by Lyrical Lemonade, who is this dude, Cole Bennett, who has done like a bunch of up-and-coming like rappers, mostly of the SoundCloud yeah. variety. And as soon as I saw that logo, I was like, wait a second, what? So... Oh, this song is really bad. They're very old. Yeah, they. This is a bummer. They look really old, and also his vocals sound like just really different. Sounds like a cover band. Yeah, <clears throat> they're still doing the like, f- like <laughs> funny joke music videos. Yeah. Too. You know what? Aren't you guys like uh, in your forties? You know, they say I if you do so. what you love, you never work a day in your life, and if um. You still making pop punk when you're forty or fifty? You're just um, young at heart, you know. Do you guys want to hear um, <clears throat> the lyrics to the Blink One Eight Two's twenty twenty two song Edgy? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, all right, they're how old now? Forties, late forties, gotta be like 50s? fifty, yeah, close to fifty. Sixties, I think. <laughs> uh, all right, verse one, Tom DeLong with. Mark Hoppus. Hoppus? I thought it would Hoppus. never happen, but here we are. Here we are. Uh, I ain't that cool, a little fucked in the head. <laughs> a little twisted, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, They'll be hanging me quick when I'm back from the dead. Get the rope, get the rope, get the rope, get the rope. Okay. I'm, I'm a punk rock kid. Well, first of all, no, you're actually halfway through your life you're not a kid i came from hell with a curse she tried to pray it away so i fucked her in church yeah (laughs) do you think that really happened uh probably don't you know don't you like maybe like decades ago i don't know about recently uh pre-chorus just tom DeLong here they say you're not safe here if I stay with a knife that's sharp, I don't. What? They, they say, say you're not safe here if I stay with a knife that's sharp, no way. Okay. I, th- I think the you broke the lineup weird. in a weird, yeah. Well, it ended the quotation marks after sh- sharp. So that's why, okay. Uh, no way. No, I leave them brokenhearted. 
oh no, look at the mess we started. Oh no, I lead the broken hearts this way, this way. What you say, what you say, want to play, want to play. Uh, the, verse two is just Mark. Hop it. Yeah, I, no, should no. I do? Yeah, I, can you I do, do Mark's? Mark. Okay. You do Mark. <clears throat> uh, uh, you, yeah, don't be fooled. I'm only letting you down. They pursued me on foot, but I hid in the crowd like a ghost. The seats of my car are filled with cigarette burns. I got a fire in my eye, a little blood on my shirt. Let's hit the road. I know there's a special place in hell that my friends and I know well. There's a perfect place to go when it's time to lose control. Nightmare, daydream, you can't save me. What What do you think the reaction in the room was when he said out loud, nightmare, daydream? Do you think they were like, Whoa, dude, did you just come up with that? Bro, what? What? They're probably like, oh, this rhymes. <laughs> I also looked it up. Travis Barker and Tom DeLong is 46. Okay. And Mark Hoppus is 50. Yes. Yes. So. Ooh, boy. I like think the, of uh, yeah. think of a band you were in when you were uh, seventeen or eighteen years old, and then imagine <sighs> still being in that same band today. Jesus, I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> also, I keep getting ads for the gay test, and here's 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 some banter for you. How, have you taken it yet? The gay, no, the thing is, is I don't know. Like, if I get a hundred percent, is that good or is that bad? I don't think it's good or bad. I think it's no. Are no. you gay, gay, or, gay not? or not? Yeah, but which one will I know? Is it? I am not going to take it because it's probably going to open up to an ad of. Something I don't want. Well, link it to me. I'll open it up. But yeah, Bob loves Bob loves malware. Give me more. That's why his internet's fucking crawling right now. Gay test. Am I gay? All right, let's start it. Sex sexuality test, top bottom test, alpha beta omega test, <clears throat> BDSM test, rice rice purity test, mental age test, BMI calculator. Bisexual quiz, <laughs> trans quiz. I like the BMI calculator. Yeah, the BMI calculator. One of these things is not like the other. Uh, why did, am I gay? What's my BMI? Am I a top or bottom? Why did you decide to take? All right, I'm just going to take this test while we were talking about Blink 182. Can we all take it together as a podcast? You know what? Yeah. I'll copy it. I'll go put it in. Um, Let's see. Video game song of the day. Where are we putting this in the... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in general. Okay. Yeah, sure. why not? All right. Are we each taking this? <clears throat> I'm taking it. I feel it, like yeah. it's going to be like one one question. Uh, <laughs> are you attracted to people of the same sex? You enjoy cock and yes, balls. No. Okay. Why did you decide to take this test? To check how gay I am. To make sure that I'm straight. Just to have fun. Sometimes I have fantasies about the same sex. Are we saying what we're answering? We don't have to. Do you feel comfortable? I think we should. I'm going to say just to have fun because that's, yeah, that's what, what I was going to say also. <clears throat> yeah, me. me. Have you ever looked at a person of the same sex and felt attracted in a sexual way? Uh, so all of my crushes are of the same sex sometimes, but I also have a crush of the opposite sex. Never. I am not gay at all. <laughs> but that's just... <laughs> exclamation point. That's just... You're just... Answering for yourself. Oh, there's no. Very rarely, but there are a few moments 
when I really liked someone of the same sex. Well, what does really liked someone mean? I really I like know. you guys. I'm, I'm picking wanna, that okay. one. A.O. pause. Fella, fellas. <laughs> if your best friend confessed to you that he is gay, you would feel delighted and welcome him or her to the club. Well, it says he in the in the question, so. Yeah. Get excited and start flirting with him or her. Make a joke about it. Say a Tell slur? Him or what? Her that you feel attracted to the same stuff. I would probably make a joke about it because if it was one of you saying that you were gay, <laughs> I think my reaction to anything you tell me is to make a joke about it. So that would just fall in Interesting. line with just me <laughs> as a person. If you told me you were uh, late for the podcast, I would make a joke about it. That's I like fair. the idea of someone being like, yeah, um, I'm coming out to you. I'm gay. And then your immediate reaction is like, oh, that's you're, that's so funny. You're like flirting with them <laughs> immediately. You're like, well, there's no other gay people around. So I guess we should be gay with each other. Have you ever worn or fantasized about, what? about wearing clothes of another sex? I don't. What does that have to do with being gay? It... Uh, it doesn't. This is this is a bad test. <laughs> You're telling me the gay quiz is a bad test, or the gay test is a bad test? From a real me.com? If there were no people left in the world except for someone of the same sex, you would <clears throat> be happy? <laughs> okay. All of my dreams okay. are about S- the same sex. Straight or gay, this is a psychotic response. If, so if there are no people left in the world except for someone of the same sex, you would be happy as no one would ever flirt with my man slash woman. That's psycho. That's a red flag. No, I kind of get it. <laughs> be disappointed think, that you are we're... losing on the other sex. Also psycho. Uh, yeah. Uh, or fall into despair as you will never have a sexual partner again. <sighs> well, I guess... Have you ever kissed someone of the same sex? Yes, I do it all the time. Once or twice. No way I'm ever doing that. I love kissing people regardless of their sex. All right, I got my results. I'm 57% straight. Okay. Oh, you're on the line, dude. (laughs) Fellas. Yo, we gotta watch out for Bob. (laughs) He's gonna try and have sex with a gay. Oh, well, boy. it's official. It's official. You heard it here first. Bob's mostly Val, straight. I'm sorry. <laughs> mostly straight. What'd you get, Dewey? I'm still doing okay. it. I'm trying to... None of the, I don't like any of these answers. I mean, they're all they're horrible. Not. I got 66.6% bisexual. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I love... Would you be comfortable with a gay colleague flirting with you at work? Uh, I wouldn't like anyone flirting with me at yeah. work. Yeah. That's not a work I'm trying to bang thing. on freezers with my mallet and get away from me. <laughs> yeah, I'd go to HR regardless of sex. Snitch on them. This is a psychotic test. I think it's uh, perfectly you, accurate. You like it. You like it. Excited. You feel good about your 55% answer. <laughs> <laughs> your friends decide to go to a party at a gay bar. You would... Feel threatened or uncomfortable is one of the answers. <laughs> Get secretly excited as you've always wanted to check out a gay bar. Get excited to check out the new venue. This is the same thing. Get excited, check it out, or get secretly excited. That's a that's an important distinction. Dewey. I like the feel threatened part. We're like, yeah, they're gonna beat me up. So 
they're going to be <laughs> they're they're very strong and they're going to beat me up. I'm 15% straight. Oh, I like that they have um Oh, this is kind of crazy because it's like, of course, really dumb. But at the end of it, it's just like, hey, here's what LBGDQ plus all stands for. D? And then it's like. D? LBGD. I didn't say. <laughs> all right. Next, let's try the BDSM quiz. Let's see how that goes. I'm good. I'm taking the BMI calculator. I need to figure out this. <laughs> I'm going to try out the uh, mental age test. How many CMs am I tall? Oh, I can change. I can change it to U.S. Guys, what is it, Bob? Hey, <clears throat> I'm overweight. According to my yeah, every, calculator, everyone's overweight though. So what is it? Like I'm it in the middle head. though. I'm between. I'm, I'm between normal and obese. I'm dead center. <laughs> overweight. <laughs> oh no, Bob! Guys, I need help. I think you're going to be okay. Every time I've gone to the doctor, they're like, yeah, you're a little overweight, but you're perfectly healthy. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. They're like, you should eat some more. You should have more salt. You should add more salt to your diet. More salt? Thanks. Yeah, they're always saying that. That's why I always get China Panda. They said, we need you to get more salt into your diet. I ate the saltiest thing I've ever eaten this morning. What's that? Uh, I went to the doctor this morning. And I was running late to work because I went to the doctor. So I said, you know, why not be a little bit more late? Who cares? So I stopped by Harrison Street Cafe because they had a fried chicken biscuit. Oh. Which looks really good. Mm -hmm. And I got it. And I took one bite and said, I've never tasted so much salt in my entire life. In one bite. It was insane. Like... I mean, I ate the whole thing because I paid for it, but yeah. Afterwards, like, my the, have you ever done like a like a salt wash in your mouth to get rid of like an ulcer? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, you know how your mouth tingles after? You know, I know Bob that you probably get ulcers on purpose. As a as a bit as a bit, you just like like put sh- you you put sugar like in your lip like it's dip, just so that you get canker sores mm. uh <laughs> anyway uh you know how your mouth is like tingly from the salt afterwards that's how it felt my mouth my mouth was like semi-numb and Shalty. tingly from the salt it was really bad i just uh i i ate a whole bag of sunflower seeds the other day and that uh ruined my mouth <laughs> yeah it's usually how it goes. Eating sunflower seeds is kind of like I I like doing it, but if you think about it too much, it feels crazy because the actual part that you ingest is so small. It's like nothing. Yeah. No, I just mostly do it as a thing to do. Yeah. yeah for sure. Because I'm bored. Just stop from, from like like smoking. <clears throat> you know. So I just can't put the cigarettes down. Yeah. Let's help curve the vaping addiction that you have. Are you okay, Bob? Sorry. Are you having a heart attack? <laughs> any day now. Yeah, since you're overweight. <laughs> any any day now. Since the same site with the gay quiz told you you're overweight. <laughs> also, this it seems like if it's asking for centimeters, that means it's like this is like uh 
European. <clears throat> so you're like you're European overweight, which is if, like if she asking normal. If she's asking for centimeters. She's two euro for you. Yeah, <clears throat> Bob. Yeah, I guess over there, if I'm like five uh, ten and weigh 130 pounds, I'm overweight. Yeah. They're going to be like, you need to add more cigarettes into your diet. <laughs> it kills your hunger. Speaking of killing your hunger, mm-hmm. what's what's up? How do we do this? I forgot how to do this. I did some things. What'd you do? But not not many. Uh, let's go see. I played at the bathhouse. Oh, yeah. That was good. You played around at the bathhouse. Yeah. I played around at the bathhouse, so to speak. Um, super fun game. It's done by Chillas or whatever. The two dudes I was talking about do a bunch of different games. And um, the main difference between the bathhouse and the game I played the week before that they did, which was the closing shift, was that the bathhouse had a little more uh, to do. Where I think the main mechanic that you did while you were playing um the closing shift was making the drinks in the bathhouse there was less of an emphasis on like working at the bathhouse and it was more like weird puzzles that by the end of it i was getting the chat to help me figure out what to do because um one of them was just like ridiculously insane that i would not know what to do Unless I had someone tell me, you know, how to do it. Right. I, I also asked, like, it was a timer for the last part of it. So anyone who wasn't there, I did not do it. And I was just so tired and hungry. And I was like, I don't want to redo that. <laughs> to the point where I was just like, that's that's going to be it for the stream. I'm not going to, like, try to get the good ending. Mm-hmm. But uh, still pretty scary. It probably, it's got, like, different, it's got a different kind of scary. Because, like... We're not really, I mean, the main things that like made me jump were like the, the jump scares. There's a few more of those in the bathhouse. But I think the mundane tasks of like doing, uh, like making the coffees and stuff like that. And then just always being like, all right, I'm going to turn over here to like steam the milk. And then I'm going to turn around and something's going to be crazy. Like worried about that the entire time created more of a like, sense of like urgency and being afraid of like everything that you do and just being in like doing like mundane tasks in like a coffee shop i like that more than this backwoods bathhouse mm-hmm. <clears throat> where uh it was just i don't know there's like obviously a spirit haunting it and there's a bunch of stuff you have to do to like figure out put piece together a story which i sort of did so i don't know so the the closing shift didn't really have a supernatural element right or maybe it did it's like ambiguous it did it did at one point but it was also and again like this was there was the part where the like weird dark spirits with like red eyes were coming in ordering drinks Mm. and they just kept coming and and by the end of it like i think someone said in the chat that you automatically fail at that part so like oh okay there was like no way for me to like make drinks fast enough to beat it um but and then on top of that, people would were, were coming in and being like, "Oh, this place is haunted." So there was like a uh, like a haunted kind of spirit thing about it. But I think the, it's funny. Funny enough, it's like you know, it's not 
scary as spirits when you have a dude stalking you like a real life human yeah. being <laughs> so i think that's why like the story of closing shift and overall like my for my recommendation would be play that rather than the bathhouse the bathhouse still like immediately starting it up felt like it had a little more put into it in terms of like visuals like graphics and stuff like that um, and I think they, like, again, I haven't played many of their other games, so I don't know if this is the case, but there were more like puzzly elements. Like I have to get, I have to answer the questions to this guy to get the, the, the sweet potato. And then I give the sweet potato, the crow and the crow drops mm -hmm. the key that I get into the foot locker. And then once I get the foot locker, I'm able to open up this other gate and then I can do this thing. And it was once I like realized stuff like that, I was like, oh, this makes sense how to do this. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was also a little like too on the nose where the crow dropped the key and it's like key to the the foot locker. And so I was like, oh, this, that's I would rather just like drop a key and then me have to be like, all right, where did where did I see it that there was like something that I needed to unlock and then like go look for it rather than like pointing you in such a direct mm -hmm. place. Overall though, uh, still pretty fun. I guess the very last puzzle was so hard that I had no clue what to do. Um, but um, I like I like seeing the the even though I've only played two of their games, I like seeing them do more stuff as a developer. Yeah, and developing. Funny enough. And it, uh, is it uh, that's the full game or was it like full game? Yeah. Okay. So both games pretty short. Actually, I can just go on Steam and check. I think I beat the closing shift in three hours, two to two and a half, three hours. I think is how long my stream was. Mm -hmm. um, opening up Steam now to double check. I think the bathhouse was about the same. Yeah, two hours, mm. uh, and that was getting the bad ending. Also, the funniest part was. <laughs> at the end when it's like you got the bad yeah, ending <laughs> just like really big on the stream it's like cool thanks i'm glad uh i'm glad you cleared that up so i didn't have to be then dragging my body to the furnace if that wasn't enough to watching like my body getting thrown in it's like oh no that was the bad ending thank you okay good um that game was eight dollars so the bathhouse was eight dollars and the closing shift, I believe, let me double check because I think it was a little cheaper. Uh, closing shift was six. So, yeah. Uh, I kind of want to play more of their games. See what they've done before all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some other, some other scary games. I didn't really like mean to like fall into like playing horror games because i feel like it's very like on brand since it's october yeah uh but uh i'm kind of like liking it i feel like again we've talked about it i feel like the retention of people who like want to stay and watch is higher yeah because <clears throat> it's like a, a horror film mm -hmm. uh or just like we were saying people like might not want to play a horror game because it's scary but uh will want to watch a game mm -hmm. um there's a game that I want to play on stream with all of us that I also link to you because this is it's it spawns from a AR or it spawns from a, a 4chan post from forever ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and you suggested this, Connor. 
So there's this, there's this, I'll give a brief summary of what the back rooms are for anyone who doesn't know, but the back rooms originally was a 4chan post where someone just posted this very uneasy looking picture, or I think people now refer to it as liminal space, uh, even though a lot of people use that term very incorrectly, of this, what looks to be this very kind of faded yellow walls that kind of looks like it would be in like an old shitty motel or like unused office space. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the best way I can describe it with very dimly lit, just bad vibes just looking at the photo. And what they say is that um, they have basically no clips in real life into this place called Backrooms. And it, it, there are a bunch of people have been have taken these like this few sentences in this picture from uh, 4chan and have spun it out into so many different things into video games, uh, other like creepy pasta stuff, um, ARGs like the one I've been watching, and uh, just stuff along those lines. Basically, the idea of the back rooms is is that it is a place that, or at least for what most people use it as in storytelling, is it is a place that exists uh in like again like a no clip kind of situation uh in real life that you go to and then it exists outside of time itself so and basically it, clip it, through a wall into like a another dimension mm -hmm. and a lot of the times the stories have to do with just hallways upon hallways that seemingly end up nowhere but at the same time um there'll be Bits of bits and pieces of things that remind you of where you probably came from, or like different time periods. So, as the people are like coming across stuff, at least they they do that in this this instance instance of the the ARG that I've been watching. You come across stuff that's like, oh, I'm like walking through what seems to be this completely abandoned like office space, and then there's just like, um, a bunch of apartments that I can see that are like out of nowhere, or. I'm walking through and here is like a, a car that's just wrecked or I, I walk up. There's like a lot of stuff where it's like weird architecture too. Like you walk into a completely empty room and there's a rope on the ground and then like a ladder that leads to a hole in the wall that you can just crawl through and then there's just more spaces. It's like a very like uneasy feeling of, yeah. Uh, anything about the, like the ARG, the found footage thing? Yeah. How they, I know a little bit. Do you know how yeah. they made it? Yes. Is it is um, it all uh, like Unreal Engine type stuff or is it? Yeah, okay. basically. Okay. It's basically, so the the ARG, so that's the, basically the idea of like what the back rooms are is it's that that's like the premise. In this ARG, um, Kane Pixels is the YouTube creator. They're using it in uh, what is called an augmented reality game. That's what ARG stands for, for people who don't know. And it's basically uploading videos that have a loose kind of story in them. And as you watch more and more as they upload, you can piece together a story or a bigger world. Mm. I've gotten like really into these recently. This is probably the best one. Um, that's why I'm bringing it up. Uh, just because the back rooms in general have been something that I've always been super attracted to because they just seem really cool. And that the this person, Kane Pixels, has done like a phenomenal job of creating a like found footage kind of feel of being in the back rooms using 
I guess Unreal Engine or some kind of it's it has like uh, a like a VHS kind of like shot on video kind of aesthetic to it. Yeah, but it's like he does a really good job of I guess creating that in Unreal because it uh, it looks real like mm. extremely real but there's nothing like these it doesn't exist so it's like yeah interesting air, that like, he, it's, he's I think, oh sorry created a like a photorealistic looking like i mean w- w- what looks like a parking garage of like empty office spaces but that like he didn't film those anywhere because that does they aren't they don't exist and I, th- yeah. I think traditionally args have some like audience participation baked into them mm-hmm. sometimes like in the real world too like th- i mean like the whole like cicada 3301 thing is mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of an arg but no one knows if it's like people think it's like a cia recruitment or whatever uh but that like that style of like a bunch of people working on like a clue together and like you have to go you potentially have to go places in the real world to like find a poster that's been like stapled up somewhere and like scan a QR code to get the next clue. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of them also like involve that kind of like creepypasta element of where you're like pretending something's real, even though you know, it's not. Um, Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. It's it's a a lot of it has to do with like suspending disbelief and just like playing into it. the, The like idea of like, Oh, this is real found footage. And like, um, there's definitely some parts of it where like you could easily just because of the way he uses CG. And then um, I think a, a, the reason the the found footage looks the way it does in that one clip is that if like you watch the very beginning, it's like someone making their own home film kind of thing. And mm-hmm. on the date, it says 91. So it's like, oh, they're obviously this person no clipped in 1991. So their camera is like kind of shoddy but that is like hiding the cg kind of stuff yeah. in, in the footage and it's just like such a great way of doing it and um as you watch you learn because that's the first video that uh the one that i sent you guys as you watch more you find out that there's this company called async and as so you have some found footage stuff later on too but a lot of it is also um this company async and their training videos or just um, scientifical videos of um, exposition, expeditions into the back rooms with people. And you're taking these training videos, these videos of them like going to the back rooms and trying to see how far they can get. And then eventually this company Async is saying like, oh, we're going to use the back rooms for storage for not only uh, municipal waste, and hazardous materials that the earth is uh, having to store. We're just going to put it into this hole that just is ever expanding seemingly, but we're also going to set up apartments now and places where people can live so that we can address, you know, overpopulation and like stuff like that. So it's got a very dystopian vibe on top of that, but it's also like the more they go into this, uh, the back rooms, the more that it seemingly is like pushing back on them. And there's these like, weird monsters and stuff like that and just like crazy stuff that it seems like um a lot of people in this community think that 
the back rooms itself almost is like a creature that is like learning and then trying to repl replicate stuff that is being put in because there's like specific area that they you, they go into and like all the signs are like weird. So it kind of feels like those AI generated uh, photos mm -hmm. where you like put in stuff and then it just spits out like a bunch of images. It feels like there's a place that uh, that exists that is basically doing that with stuff that it's getting in from the real world and being like, oh, this is what a house and a street looks like. And then there's a part in the back rooms where they go to it and it's just like the creepiest thing ever because it's like, this is so not real. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, exactly, the uncanny valley kind of, but just like architecture and stuff like that. Uh, it's also cool because a lot of the videos are posted by Kane Pixels, but in the, the in the actual descriptions, there'll be unlisted videos. Mm -hmm. And then on top of the unlisted videos, there'll be um, like n other accounts that are having videos, uh, including this, that are obviously in the same um, like storytelling way, like uh, the, way, the same way they're doing the storytelling, but like not just Kane Pixels. There's like other accounts popping up with stuff. Uh you should check out the Gemini ARG. I think I might have talked about it because it's 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 basically like found footage stuff, and then there's like a video game also. Uh, mm -hmm. It's called Gemini Home Entertainment. I'll send you a link. There's like a I watched like a two hour documentary about it. Okay, cool. that one's pretty crazy. Lots of like found footage, kind of. It's like found footage and also like weird like training videos. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like a video game too that's like part of it. Uh, nice. But I, okay, think, I you think this would, is would be into it. I think I started watching a video on this mm -hmm. and I specifically was like, this seems really cool. I just want to wait to to like watch it myself. Yeah. Here, I'll send it to you. Um, there's, there's, another, there's, a, there's a bunch of them I've been watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my favorites is, uh, I really like the Gemini one and I really like uh, Local 58, which is shorter. Yeah. Local 58 is really good. That's another one that I watched that was really dope. Uh, have you heard? Have you watched the Mandela catalog? I have not. Okay, I'll check. That I'll, out. Uh, I'll have to send that one over to you too. Oh, these are all yeah. really cool. And that like I like I've known of and I've like mm -hmm. done some. I've watched some videos on um, the cicada stuff, mm -hmm. um, and I've like always known about these videos. But I think up until recently, I've always been like, yeah, that's cool. But it's 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 whatever. But then as I've gotten older, I've gotten more into just like immersing myself into stuff that's like not real and just suspending disbelief in, mm -hmm. in those instances and just be like immersing myself in it. And I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. Oh, there's one that's like um I think I talked about on the podcast Mystery Flesh Pit, which is Yeah, yeah, really yeah. That's another really cool that one. That one I where... don't think has video. I think that's mostly just like pamphlets and mm -hmm. infographics which are really yeah. interesting let me let me that find one's a the very one like elaborate art project essentially which is like this whole like national like it's like a a giant slumbering monster that they turn into a national park mm -hmm. it's it's very crazy like pamphlets on like oh yeah if you're going through like the small intestines yeah. watch out for these creatures yeah. uh is, is, yeah um, there's another one that I really like called, um, I think it's the monsters beneath us mm -hmm. and it has to do with like, it's a, it's a, it's, it's wild because the whole, the whole premise of it is that like 
almost Cthulhu-like creatures are being hidden in like monuments of, of the US. Um, but on top of it, like I'd be like going through it and it's like, this is really cool. And then they're like, oh yeah, President Dean. And because in this like alternate reality, James Dean is the president and like has been alive for way too long it feels like and also people are like james dean is actually the devil and so there's this like anti-dean uh group of people who are like terrorists and then on top of that like later on in this time it's really funny like in the timeline uh hillary clinton wins the the election it's like an alternative timeline that's just like just different enough and weird enough that like i'm with her yeah it's <laughs> I don't know. It was it was really fun just like watching like and there's a bunch of really cool videos of like oh like uh you can see uh something coming out of the Lincoln statue and then like oh there's this like I think it was like an ancient like tree or something like that that they built the Washington monument around and like basically all these monuments they have to like feed people to like make them happy basically these otherworldly like creatures pizza restaurant yeah <laughs> yeah like next to the pinball the, place yeah next to the the sink you have to sit next to the sink but so uh it cleans with the dirt quicker but people don't like it and they've yeah in the so uh I, it, I'll, I'll link also um in the show notes uh both of the ARGs that we've talked about. Uh, but the back rooms is really cool because I, you, I played a game that was made around the back rooms and most of the games just seemingly just have, are just called the back rooms. But uh, Connor brought up, oh, we should play this four play person game called the back rooms. So hopefully we can play that on stream soon because I really want to, I really want to do that. Um, Let's do it. Uh, also on top of that, maybe, maybe, oh, we can't do it this weekend, but soon. Um, we'll figure it out. There's also another game that I wanted to play that's a four player co op game called Boomin, which, uh, from the looks of it, it looks like it's the same, like, engine that Phasmophobia is built on, but instead of, uh, ghost hunters, you're, uh, what is it? Your burglars, Ooh. and as you're trying to like burgle burgle stuff in this in this house, like you have to. It, I think it, it literally says something about like staying in the light because stuff is lurking in the dark. And so oh, I watched a little trailer for it, and I was like, oh, that's a really cool like spin on that, where it's not as um, focused on doing specific things to find the ghost. It's, it's more about just like. Go into this house, and here's a list of things you want to steal. It, I think is what the but there are the also ghosts. Of it is. Yeah, I was gonna say just a just a burglar game would be cool too. But like, yeah, we should we should look into Midnight Ghost Hunt also because that's that What's was that? Uh, kind of a similar vibe to Phasmophobia, except for it's a uh, uh, asymmetrical prop hunt. Oh, okay. I'm looking at it now, yeah. So, like, one person is the ghost, and they can take a form of whatever object around the house, and then the ghost hunters oh, are trying to get them, and they can, like... That's cool. ...pop out and scare the ghost hunter if they're the, the ghost. It looks really fun. I saw some... It, it was big on Twitch a couple months ago when it okay. first cool. uh, released, and I haven't seen anything about it since. 
No, yeah, I was going to say, because Prop Hunt in all the Call of Duty games has always been so fun. Yeah. Um, it's always been one of those things where someone will bring, oh, we should play this, and I'm like, yeah, okay. And I play it, and I'm like, actually, this is just way more fun than regular Call of Duty. <laughs> it's like so much harder to try and kill props, but it's so funny when you're going through a room and you throw a flashbang, and then like a lamp just jumps off and just starts like, <laughs> walk, like, like skirting around the environment. Yeah. It's such a funny like visual. It seems like it's it's phasmophobia mixed with that. So like the ghost hunters have their ghost tools, and they're like walking around with like the EMF reader. And if like mm-hmm. the EMF reader starts to go off, then they're like, okay, it could be like this chair or the lamp or whatever. And then you as the yeah. lamp are like, oh fuck, I have to like try to attack them and, and escape without them catching me. Me and the fellows when we become, become lamps. <laughs> I love lamps. Me too. Damn. Yeah. So we have a lot to do. It turns out that... um. Maybe after Spoopy Month, we'll still have spoopy games to play. I mean, I, it's October year-round, baby. I'm always playing spooky games. I know, and I, I thought it was so cool when you got that Jack and Sally um, <laughs> chess piece. You like that? And I was just like, that's so like you to get that. And it's like a full torso and like zeros like on your belly button. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was really cool. Yeah, I'm thinking of getting like uh, like stitches tattooed on my face. Um <laughs> whoa that's twisted yeah i'm I'm like that you know maybe get a uh a nightmare before christmas tattoo i like that your car has the uh the vinyl stickers of freddie jason and mike myers yeah all their silhouettes on the window and i thought like a pt cruiser like fitted out to be the ecto-1 was weird but it makes sense the way that you yeah, the way you have like the PVC pipe set up on top of it and then you spray paint it, it looks like almost real. It's like it's like movie quality. Yeah. That's that's Connor. He's the uh he's the Halloween guy. Okay. Well, I haven't watched any Halloween movies yet though. I I keep meaning to watch um what's that one Bibbit Babbis or whatever? The Babbit Babbit no, the three the three witches that want to eat the kids. Oh, Honkus Ponkus too. I already watched that. Yeah, I've never seen Hocus Pocus. I haven't either. I have. Hey, the second and one people... sucks though. Don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All I know is that they want to eat the children, and they also make fun of the kid for being a virgin, and he's like fourteen or something like that. He's like twelve, and they're like, "Oh, you're a virgin? Oh, you haven't <laughs> fucked yet, <laughs> loser." <laughs> Oh, why don't you take this yeah. why don't you take this test on the internet and we'll find out why <laughs> yeah. wow it turns out your turns out your rice is pure or whatever uh i don't know i really i really want to watch it now because like i've got to know what um why people dress up as the hogus pogus girls every i i don't year. think watching the second one is going to give you any in, insight it does have uh, okay. uh sam richardson in it though that's oh. one saving grace interesting He's always funny. I only watch. I watched a, a, a scary movie on stream the other night. That's kind of the only horror movie I've seen. Oh, as of the as of the season. What um? Which one? Which one was it? It's a movie called Slaughter Day. Nineteen ninety one. Nothing. Slaughter Day. Shot on video in Hawaii. In. 1991 by two brothers okay wow yeah this looks good (laughs) (laughs) it was really fun 
a like zero dollar budget type movie. Yeah, this is definitely like home VHS. Um, oh damn, they they got some cool shit in here for just like doing it. That's what I'm saying. And is they're so incompetent with making an actual movie, like a non inconsequential number of scenes start with someone saying, "Okay, go." <laughs> <laughs> but the special effects are so good yeah for real i'm just watching there's a in these mo- okay so one thing that i've noticed about a lot of these b movies especially going back and watching them is that they star jerry um, seinfeld is the b they starred jerry seinfeld no um you like that Bob? specific <laughs> that's good um what is it's the one god if, if kurt is listening to this he knows oh yeah um, what is it Hawaii hard ticket to Hawaii hard ticket to Hawaii is that I'm like there's like two really crazy cool parts in this mm-hmm. and then the rest of it is like just talking and softcore porn yeah and I'm like I'm like wow going back and watching these these are a lot cooler on my first watch or like you could watch a YouTube video of like best moments and then you've gotten everything you need to this looks like that it's just pack full of shit because it looked like there were a bunch of different locations and they were just doing crazy shit in each of it's, them. I mean, they're doing all their own stunts. They, the, the special effects work is extremely low budget, but it's, it's done like extremely well. Like it yeah, fits. For, that's what I was, yeah, like it, it, it is low budget, but like I just saw a part where... He, like a dude gets like pulled through the floorboards and his like legs like folds like he, in half right yeah he like folds in completely in half and i was like that is not easy to do and very creative for like being on this budget and then i saw another one where like a dude's head is like it looks like he was buried in the sand and then his other friend was buried like the top half of him in the sand kind of deal <laughs> and i was like that's like funny but also really well done there's there's Parts where they're like having a fight, like a fist fight in the back of a moving truck as it like rips through these winding mountain roads in Hawaii, like in the jungle. And it's like insane that they're, I mean, just like three or four guys made this movie, like 19 year old kids who made this movie. Yeah. And they went so hard on the special effects and it's so awesome. But every other part of the movie just makes no sense at all, which is yeah, like perfect for what they're doing. For sure. It's just a, a means to get to another like crazy fight with like a pipe or yeah, some other crazy weapon. But I mean, it's like... Is there a plot? What is the plot that you could tell the us? The plot is they find H.R. Uh, Giger's The Necronomicon oh, okay. and, uh, and it like possesses construction workers to kill. <laughs> and that's, that's about the extent of the plot they're trying to... Uh, to get rid of no offense no offense if you're a construction worker but i feel like you need a very little push to start killing uh and the necronomicon i guess is that for you but i feel like you could also just have one bad day it's just like they didn't they didn't go through any effort into doing any set design or like any like all of their special effects just went into making gore yeah they did nothing for for any like they could have made the neck like a different book right it's just straight up yeah, like yeah, they yeah. went to uh books a million and bought hr giger's necronomicon and then just use that in the movie they couldn't like put together their own version of it or yeah anything like that 
I love um, that. It's awesome though. It's very hard to find. You can find some YouTube stuff on it, or yeah, if I you're subscribed to the trailer. My Plex, then you can watch it there. This is true. You can really uh, do. You can do a lot with a little if you're creative. They were extremely creative. Like, uh, I was just. You said that there were 19. And like, it made I'm me assuming of, they they seem pretty young. Made me think of Evil Dead, and I was just looking at ho- how old everyone was, and like Sam Raimi was 21 or 22 when they yeah. made Evil Dead. Bruce Campbell, I think, was like 22 or 23, and I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't remember what their budget was, but it was ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah. Damn. Which is insane, and a gross one time a gross I- 20, 29.4 million crazy one time i made a, a home movie when i was at my grandpa's house okay and is this gonna get friend, darker my, my, no my friend my friend came with me and he had like i just remember specifically like looking back i was like damn i was really good at that i should have <laughs> done so as like a child yeah but there was a specific part where like i remember i was like okay uh take a take a shot of me jumping up and there's like a deck that had like maybe like a six foot drop. Mm-hmm. So like I, t- I took, I told them to like take it and like I jumped off the deck and like fell down. And then I was like, I basically edited the video while recording it. Cause I didn't have editing software. So that I jumped off the deck and then the next shot was like a, like a view from like below where I jumped down. And then I had this whole thing where like, I like cut his throat and it, we had like, I think we were like, let's use like ketchup. And so I put like, I was like, okay, so like have the ketchup in your mouth. And when I cut your throat, like if some comes out your mouth and stuff like that, I remember like having like this, like I had a, a storyboard in my head and like had edited the video while recording because that's the only way. Cause we could only just watch it back by like plugging it into the TV mm-hmm. and be like, damn, this looks good. Even I remember as a kid being like, this looks good. And thinking about it, I was like, no, that was actually like, well put together. You've missed your calling, do you? You need to be a director. I know. <laughs> I'd be the next uh um name a direct what's who's, who's a director? I, Quentin Tarantino. I like feet. Um But I don't think I played any games this week, did I? Did we play any uh, games, Connor? We started a game last night. No, it was not last night. Really? It was many a night ago. Oh, Saturday night. <clears throat> we started playing Gloomhaven. Now, this is a game I've heard of. It's a board game you've probably heard of. How's it go? <laughs> We're not really sure. <laughs> like this. A little green man greets you. Uh, it's one of those games, for sure. It's uh, It seems like a lot of combat, like very combat-centric. It's dungeon crawl dungeon style. Crawl. Are you playing it on Steam or are you playing physical? It was free on Epic. <laughs> oh, on Epic. yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing too, isn't it? It, uh, it's cool. I, I don't. I, I think I need to put some more time into learning its intricacies. But I really like it's the gameplay. Rules heavy. Very rules heavy. But there's a, seems to be a lot of like strategy. It's like a little bit. Uh, it's kind of Dungeons and Dragons meets like a, a deck builder. Huh. And you can like you you can have like town encounters, so you can like be in a town and you just hit random encounter, and something will happen. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. 
and you have choices that you could make in response to like the encounter. Uh, but when you go to like a dungeon, you actually have like a grid with your characters and you have like cards Mm -hmm. and each card has like, usually a card will have like, well, every card has two things on it. One will have like a combat thing and a movement thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like a, a combat thing and a healing thing or a healing thing and a, you know, movement, yeah, you- whatever. But uh, you get to use two cards in any turn. And if you use the top of one card, you have to use the bottom of the other. So you get two actions in a turn. Uh, and to move anywhere on the grid, you have to use cards to move. Uh and so once you use a card, it's discarded and you have to do things to get it back, like rest or use other spells, which are on cards. So it's like, it's pretty tedious and it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's very like, it's very hard. Yes. What, you, what, what did you think of it, Bob? I really liked it. I, I, I like the, the, the battle system where you like, you draw it's not random either. You could see all of your cards and you pick which two you would like to use. So if one card has like a really strong attack as one of its like upper halves, you have to find a card that has like a lower half up with something that you also want to do. But that might, using those cards might burn up, you know, the 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 unused portion of that card. So like if one card is like a really good heal at the bottom and at the top is like a really strong attack. If you use that heal, that card's gone. So you don't have that attack later. So you kind of have to like, I know it's a lot of like give and take like that, where you can, you can strategize, but at the same time, you're probably going to be trashing cards that you will want to have had for different encounters, depending on what, what happens in a given turn but it's cool. And it's got like RPG elements to it where you're, you're leveling up your, your characters. And I think there's uh, item and, and buffs and stuff that you can get uh, from upgrades in the towns and stuff like that. It seemed like there was like a shop. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm curious to see what all that is about. We kind of only did like a base level, like. Well, we didn't have any money yet. True, and so. we were kind of figuring it out as we went through our first dungeon, which we did not did not successfully do. <laughs> we, we died. That's usually how those games go when they're good. I like I like a good game that you get into a dungeon and then it's just shit hard, mm-hmm. and you get your ass handed to you, and you're like, oh, I guess I got to roll new characters and play this game the way it wants me to. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's all the games I played. Still on Yakuza. Still very good. Oh yeah. Uh, that's all for me. Uh, I played a game on stream Friday. Uh, called the Baby in Yellow. It's a little itch.io game from Team Terrible. Um, <laughs> it was fun. Uh, it was a fun little goofy game. It's it's based on uh, 
Robert Chambers' book, The King in Yellow, which is a kind of Lovecraftian weird fiction story. Um, I kept picking up stuff because the Delta Green campaign I'm running right now is is uh, based on King in Yellow. So I kept being like, oh, I recognize that. I recognize that. I recognize that. Uh, but basically, you're babysitting this child who is like a demon thing, elder god. Um, and so like you're doing normal stuff like feeding the baby, changing its diaper, putting it to bed. Uh, but weird stuff is happening. Um, and you can die. The baby can kill you. Uh, you could put the baby in the toilet. You could put the baby in the trash put, can. <laughs> put it in the oven. Put it in the fridge. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Cool it off. Uh, so it was fun. Uh, it's free. You can download it off. Just Google Baby in Yellow. And play it. It took me an hour, hour and a half to beat. Uh, so yeah, it was fun. Then we rated Bob's movie. Um, I'll probably stream something again this Friday. Fridays are Mm -hmm. good for me. So I'm trying to stream every week if I can. I'll watch it from the train. Are you going to? Oh, where are you going? going New York. Going to New York on Friday. Uh, That's cool. I, my boss is going to New York this weekend. Brian's going to be there. Hey, maybe I'll see them. Actually, I think they're going out of Philly for a horror film festival Friday. Anyway, oh, let's go. Uh, it's, they're doing the go birds. I, I want to do it next year. It's the it's a twenty four hour f- horror film festival where they just for twenty four hours show consecutive movies. You have, you have to stay. You can leave and come it's like back. You have to stay. Uh, Bring your own diaper. But Brian BYU. Brian goes every year and he stays up for the full twenty four hours and watches everything. Yeah, he's a that's, psycho. <laughs> that's scary. That's the scary part. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I was I was thinking about doing this year, but I it's that just didn't work out. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> oh, I watched a movie this weekend. Oh. Uh, what did you watch? It's called Fall. Slaughter Day. No, it's Fall. It's called Fall. Um, I'm going to spoil it because I'm going to describe the entire movie because it's insane. Okay. Um, it's going to be really boring if I don't describe the ending. <laughs> I tried looking up fall movie and I didn't type F, so it just said all movies. All movies. <laughs> I watched all movies. Uh, fall is a 2022 survival survival thriller film directed and co-written by Scott Mann. Uh, the uh-huh. premise is that to I'll just I'll just describe the film. So if you want to see fall, skip ahead. Um, it's in Bob's Plex. So. The movie starts out with the the poster for the movie is is two people on top of a cell phone tower. Yeah, it does not look good. So the movie opens and these three people are rock climbing, two women and a man. And um I hope nobody dies. Well, sorry to disappoint Bob, but in the first 5 minutes the man dies he falls and he he falls to his death um i hope nobody's haunted by his death (laughs) this is what i've gathered from watching the trailer one time flash forward uh six months and his one of the women who was his wife is now his widow um you can still be a wife you'd be somebody else's wife well she's not 
uh, is haunted by his death. Uh, she's oh, clearly, just like didn't to happen. She's clearly depressed. Uh, this character's name is Becky. Becky is very depressed. Um, and at one point she's, you know, drinking heavily and she looks at her cabinet and she sees a, a pill bottle uh, and a dramatic music swells as she like fills her hand with pills of undescript pills uh, and, and start and puts one in her mouth and then goes to like put all the pills in her mouth. Uh, but then she gets a phone call from her friend Hunter, who was there the day that Dan, her, her husband died. Mm-hmm. And Hunter's a boy's name, but it's a girl in the movie. Okay. So Hunter calls and says, Hey, I'm in. <laughs> that was good, Dewey. <laughs> Thanks. Hunter says, I'm in town. Let's hang out. So Hunter keeps her from uh, swallowing a handful of pills and dying. We all need a friend like that. We all need yeah, a friend. Yeah, sometimes, like sometimes you just got to call your friends to prevent them from swallowing a bunch of pills. Hey, I'm saying. Uh, so they get together. Uh, Hunter is now a YouTube sensation. She's a, an adrenaline junkie YouTuber who does crazy stuff and has a bunch of followers. And she says, Hey, I'm going to go climb this 2000 foot decommissioned, uh, TV tower. Mm. It's the, the B 67 TV tower in the desert, uh, to commemorate Dan's passing. We should do it together. And spread his ashes from the top and becky says no i don't want to and hunter finally convinces her i have a okay i have a guess as to what the the end of the movie is but i'll um i'll keep it to myself okay well do you want to hear it do you want to do you want to make the guess so i we we know whether or not you were right i'm guessing it's a jacob's ladder situation explain she took all of the pills, passed away. This is her death dream. No. Okay. Continue then. Okay. Uh, there is something kind of like that at one point, but it's not that. So uh, they're sitting at a diner. They are in the desert. The waitress comes up and they're like, hey, we're looking for the B67 TV tower. And she's like, you can see the light over that- there. And they look out. That tower. They look out the window and they <laughs> see this light. Uh, and then Becky's like, "Hey, can I charge my phone?" And the waitress is like, "Electricity isn't free," and walks away. That tower's then, gone sour. And then Hunter's like, "Check out this life hack." And there's like a little lamp on their table, and she unscrews the light bulb and like takes the phone charger and puts the prongs against the like nodes in the lamp mm-hmm. and starts charging her phone that way. And I was like, yeah, that's a weird thing that's definitely going to come up later. Uh, <laughs> so they get to the tower. Uh, they have a drone with them that they're like using their cell phones to like film. And she's got a selfie Drone-y. stick. And so they're like doing all the YouTube stuff. They climb the 2000 foot tower and finally get to the top. Get video the of themselves at some point spread the ashes of course there's lots of close-ups the whole way up of the rusty bolts holding the ladder on as they kind of jiggle and you know build suspense about what you know is inevitably going to happen right fall a fall um 
They get to the top of the tower, take their pictures, whatever, and then they're like, she overcomes her fears, spreads ashes, it's all good. Then they just they're like, okay, it's time to go down. And as they're going down, the ladder breaks, of course. No! They have fifty they have fifty feet of rope, okay, between them. So they're they're tethered together with fifty feet of rope. So mm-hmm. ladder breaks. Oh no, Becky falls, Hunter pulls her back up. So now they're stuck at the top of the tower. Yeah, this sounds like my worst nightmare. Uh, they don't have cell phone coverage because the antenna from the TV tower interferes, I guess. My worst nightmare is I, I go to my old high school, but it's actually a doctor's office. <laughs> and when I get there, I have to... penis is out. No, I have to uh, build an airplane out of uh, like chewing gum, and then I have to fly that to New Mexico because we've all c- committed crimes, and we have to get to New Mexico so we can cross the border with some coyotes. That's my worst okay. nightmare. That okay. was weirdly specific. Yeah. So they're stuck at the top of this tower, right? They find uh, an emergency box that has binoculars and a single flare in it. Uh, they, the first thing they do is they realize there's, there was coverage at the bottom of the tower. So they go, okay, Hunter's like, I have 60,000 followers on Instagram. I'll post a thing on Instagram saying, help, we're stuck at the top of B67, call 911. We'll put my phone in my shoe and pad it with socks. And then we'll throw it 2,000 feet down and the padding will keep my phone from exploding. And it'll post when it gets to the bottom of the tower. Uh-huh. That's surprise, a good idea, actually. Surprise, surprise, it doesn't work. Her phone yeah. is destroyed from the 2,000-foot no. drop. <laughs> Maybe she had an otter box. Yeah, that fast, would be cool. Fast forward Or at least be under warranty. Nightfall, and through the binoculars, they see somebody in a trailer barbecuing, and they go, we need to shoot the flare off so they see us. They shoot the flare off. Uh, the guy in the trailer sees them and they're like, we're saved until he just steals their car because <laughs> he realizes they're stuck at the top of the tower and they left their car. Yeah. So he goes, well, free car and steals it. Um, times are tough. Times are tough at the top of the tower. Uh, oh, when Becky originally fell, when the ladder broke, her backpack with all their water fell off and landed on a, on a satellite dish, on a transmitter dish on the tower, which is like 80 feet below them or whatever. So, oh, there's this whole subplot that happens while they're on the top of the tower where Becky realizes Hunter was cheat, or Becky realizes her dead husband was cheating on her with Hunter. Yes, let's go. Oh. Mind you, I'm watching this movie in bed Emily's fast asleep. There's no subtitles and I have to keep the sound low. So I don't hear Mm -hmm. half the dialogue, but everything is so cliche. I'm able to know exactly what's happening, even though I can't hear what anyone's saying half the time. Yeah, Uh, That's the sign of a good movie too. If you can watch it without sound and know what's happening. Exactly. And then know what's going to happen Uh, until the end, which some things surprise me there. Um, Realizes Hunter was fucking her husband. It gets upset about it in this life and death scenario. The next morning, Hunter feels guilty. So she descends the rope to try to get the water, jumps off the rope, and 
gets the water, tries to climb back up, uh, falls, and then catches the rope, and then eventually gets back up with the water. Fast forward a couple days later. A couple days? Uh, yeah, they've been up there a few days. Where are they going? Uh, where are they using the facilities? They're peeing off the edge. They cover that. That's probably fun as hell, actually. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Uh, pissing in the wind 2,000 feet out. Like, yeah, just like squat, and then you grab your friend's hands. Like you hold their hands while you just shit and fart. At one point, they try to they write a note and put it. Oh, after they get the backpack, they write a note, put it on the drone, and try to fly the drone to civilization. But the battery runs low. So Becky has to climb up the rest of the tower, which doesn't have a ladder, to get to the light bulb on top of the tower oh. and, and unscrew it and use the prongs like she did in the restaurant to charge the her phone and the drone or whatever. She does that, flies the drone, and almost makes it to the... Ho- in where they were staying, but then uh, a semi truck hits it. <laughs> Damn! So they keep hitting these roadblocks, right? A thousand dollar drone gone too. I'd be gone, just sad. Uh, DJI Mavic Two smashed on the pavement. The next morning, Becky's sitting there talking to Hunter. She's dehydrated. She's delirious. Uh, and then during their conversation, suddenly she realizes, no, Hunter died the the day before when she was getting the water, she fell and landed on the, the satellite and bled to death. And that she is, was delirious and was imagining that she got back up and was having conversations this whole time. So she looks over the edge and sees Hunter's body being picked at by vultures. Damn. One of the vultures starts fucking with her because she's dying from thirst. Mm-hmm. And she eventually <laughs> sounds like a, sounds like me on a Thursday, if you know what I mean. She beats the vulture to death, uh-huh. and then eats it raw to get energy. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. You're gonna need to do that. Which, if I understand anything about vultures, it's that they have a lot of bacteria and and bad stuff in them from it's eating good, dead good meat. Also, not not very stringy yeah. or gamey. It's like. So once she gets the energy from the, the the beating the vulture to death, she descends the rope to her friend's body, which has been picked open by vultures. She, <laughs> she sends a text to her father on her phone and then stuffs her phone inside her dead friend's body to cushion its fall, mm-hmm. pushes her friend off the tower. Damn. And it's enough to keep her phone from exploding when it hits the ground. And her dad gets her text, yeah. uh, and they save her. Damn. Thanks, huh. Hunter. So it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy movie. It gets more and more absurd as you make your way through. It's Even though I've described it, I recommend watching it because it's insane. There's one shot in the movie. The cinematography is not that bad. And there's one shot in the movie that I think is really, really good where it's like morning and it's a, it's like a a long shot of the two of them sitting at the top of the tower and the sun's coming up behind them. So they're just silhouetted and it's a really nice shot. And you just hear their conversation for like two minutes straight like that. 
Uh, otherwise, it's it's pretty absurd movie. Yeah, go watch Fall. Sounds like it. I hope you enjoyed my my retelling of it. You know, <laughs> you know, I feel like this movie would be have a really good. It'd be good to do a sequel, mm. but instead of two girls, they could just do like two dudes and call it Fall Guys. Whoa, Whoa. true, true. Yeah. Fall Guys. Yeah. Speaking Video of Fall Guys, podcast. should we do news? Let's do news. Sure. I don't have that much actually. Do you guys have anything? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I'll oh, start off. G4 TV. Or do you want to go? Oh yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me find. Let me find an article. I forgot about that. I almost forgot about them. What happened? What's been happening with G4 TV? I for I almost forgot that they existed until you said something just now. Well, I hope you didn't almost forget because Comcast pulls the plug on G4 TV, ending its comeback. No way. What? So, sorry if you were... Uh, I, I know a lot of our listeners were dead set on the return of G4. You were watching it every single second that you could. You're waiting for... Waiting for... Uh, Adam, Adam Sessler. Sessler to come give his dumb opinions about, <laughs> uh, about God of War. But, unfortunately... It has been shuttered. Yeah, as of yesterday. As of yesterday. Like. Sad. So, so, so sad to see you go. But I love watching you walk away, G4. Oh, you cut out. Hello. Hello. Hey. When, when is it going? When is it going kaputs? Good question. Because I don't this see is, in the article where it says any of that stuff. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the they, what they said yesterday, and it's just like official n- notice regarding the sunsetting of G4, and I'm not. I, there's no date popping out at me here. Yeah, I'm not seeing a date so. either. Maybe maybe they just well. pulled the plug immediately with no fanfare. <laughs> That'd be crazy. The uh, the Twitch streamer who broke her back. Oh, has yeah. shared details of her injuries. Did we talk about that last I, week? We didn't. I think, oh, we didn't. Okay. Okay. I, I, maybe we didn't. Yeah. Let, let's hear it. Do you have a, Do you have an article on that? Yeah. Here, I'll send it. Um, TwitchCon in San Diego uh, featured yeah. the Lenovo gaming uh, <laughs> foam pit. I'm. This is all off the top of the head, just because I've heard about it a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a foam pit where they were had they had a uh, 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 American Gladiator style foam baton fighting on on pedestals in the foam pit. Unbeknownst to all the participants, the foam pit was just a layer of foam blocks on top of the concrete floor of the convention center. Yeah, they got. Like those blocks are probably like what five by five at the biggest, like the foam blocks, and they just had a very like, literally five to six inches off the ground, maybe of those yep. cubes. There wasn't there wasn't enough to even like have uh, like two layers of cubes there. It looked like there were uh, many reported injuries. The uh, I think there was a dislocated knee. I think someone else fucked up their yeah. ankle, and then the streamer who broke her back in two places. So she, 
yeah, there's some updates. Uh, she tweeted October 12th. So the surgery went well, five and a half hours, uh, more fusions than expected bones, completely crushed and nerve damage to my bladder. Hopefully I'll be able to pee again in the near future. Uh, I'm in a lot of pain, but feeling hopeful and ready to bring the heat to walk again. Uh, tried setting up today in PT. I would rather die than do that again. Uh, so not great. They have these, these act like contractors, right? Like these are independent contractors that they put in a pretty dangerous situation for not enough money. And it's no, yeah, not pretty y'all. Not only that, but they, multiple people got hurt and they did Kept not going. shut it down at any point. Yeah. She had a second surgery two days ago. Uh, and was released from the hospital earlier today. So, or yesterday, sorry. Yeah, I've heard a bunch of people talk about this, and I think uh, Twitch even like went out and said something about how they aren't in, they aren't involved with like the third party of Lenovo, and then Lenovo is like, "Oh, we're looking into this or whatever, something like that." Some bullshit answer. Very unfortunate. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of TwitchCon was just extremely like low budget and bare bones for considering how much money that company makes and owned by Amazon. Yeah, pretty insane. Uh, especially since like I think it's a- Adrian or Adriana Chechik is the person who had the back incident. Mm-hmm. I think they. I think it was. I think I saw somewhere that like like two parts of their spine just like broke like she was saying but like after that happened they didn't close i know i think the uh, the i think the announcer because they they were streaming it like or streaming it on twitch they took down the vod but they had like twitch representatives there like being announcers for like the the whole thing and i think they were just being like oh she's fine hey everything's cool she's good (laughs) yeah and and they they pulled the vod later (sighs) wild I've told I I thought we talked about that, but I'm happy we did. No, I think that happened the day before we recorded last week, or the day we yeah. recorded last week, maybe even. <laughs> oh man, this article is just a fucking really funny, uh, really funny title. Which one? Um, the one that was just posted. Uh, just like, <laughs> yep. Let's hear about this. Uh, former Rooster Teeth director says she was underpaid and called slurs. Yeah. Caden Jensen and others allege a toxic working environment at one of gaming's biggest online content groups. This was the uh, the creators of Red vs. Blue, the mm-hmm. Halo-inspired web series. Yeah, they also made an assload of money off of, uh, what was it, Ruby? Yes. Yeah. They uh they have their hands in a lot of uh content that is mediocre at best in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, for real. Some of the most annoying uh uh content creators I can think of. Yeah. Uh in addition to providing few opportunities to spend more time on camera and take on more leadership responsibilities at the company, she said that shortly after starting at the company, she was given the nickname uh f slur 
but Oof. the word, uh, which was referenced as Fugs, F-E-G-Z, when appearing on screen. Jensen came out as transgender in 2016, and she said only then was the nickname discontinued. Jesus. That is rough. Mm-hmm. Well, since I took in this quiz, you guys can come up with a cool nickname for me, too. Uh, that's crazy. But it also makes sense uh, in this industry. And unfortunately, uh, they're called gamer words for a reason. I have I have a thing on I have a thing for Activision. Yeah. So there's been a there's been a bunch of stuff. Uh, I don't know what you're referring to. That I have the stuff about like the phone thing and Overwatch in general. But now it's also so I haven't I didn't take any news for the Overwatch stuff. I'll just give a brief summary just because. I um just probably isn't good. I should probably just get the news and talk about it, but I'm just so over talking about I hate talking about Overwatch because I hate the game itself right. and I hate I hate the company. And Overwatch 2 came out and all the and the only people I know who play Overwatch were just like talking about it. And it just makes me so angry that people are brain dead and, and are like, oh hell yeah, Overwatch 2. When Blizzard itself like stopped you from being able to play Overwatch 1 and then they made Overwatch 2 which is basically the same game except for they've like taken away things rather than like add a lot of stuff um, and on top of that the queue times are like really high up until maybe now so you weren't able to play which is wild to me that they're like no 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 this is Overwatch 2 but you can't play Overwatch 1 so basically what they did was an update to the game removed stuff changed a few things and then we're like well you can't play you can't play it like it was before like that's literally just an update yeah like if it, if it was a if it was a you know a new game that you could still play overwatch one but anyways the main thing that came up about this is that they were requiring a phone number for verification because having your phone tied into your account would make sense maybe i guess that if you got banned for anything then your phone number would get banned the problem occurs when uh people with prepaid plans aren't allowed to use those phone numbers because they don't act uh for they don't aren't recognized so basically they're like yeah if you don't make enough money for a normal phone plan and have prepaid phone plan you can't be uh you can't play overwatch it's cool so now that now they've gone back and they said, okay, well, if you played Overwatch, the original game, and you had played that before playing Overwatch 2, then you don't need your phone number. So I'm still I'm still pretty sure that they need your phone number if you're jumping in at Overwatch 2, which is a free game. But not only that, if you wanted to play, uh, what is it, competitive matches? Yeah. In order to be in the competitive queue, you have to... Not only play, but you have to win 50, 50 matches. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't care, and your uh, your Overwatch one uh, saves don't carry over either. So you can't even be like, "Oh, I've been playing this game for a long time. Put me in competitive." Yeah, you have to win fifty matches yeah. to be placed in competitive queues. It's just like a shit ass game that when like I, it's like an objectively bad game and when i see people like put on for it so hard i like get angry i'm like not only is this like a bad game you like and you're dumb for doing that but you 
put on because people who put on for specifically Overwatch super hard then will have like no thing to they'll have nothing to say about like the company itself. Like and I and it it, it makes me so angry that people are like, "Oh my god, I'm so so for Overwatch, but like when all this stuff came out about like them having a thing called the Cosby Room and like protecting rapists and stuff like that, they just like don't say anything. And like I don't, I don't know. It's like something about because I know it's like kind of unrealistic for people who play video games to be as tied in and like know as much as people like us who are like reading about this stuff every week. But it's also people who are into blizzard games are so die hard about them. You think they would like, this would have come across their radar at some point and they would have something to say about it. Cause I don't have a problem with someone being like, yeah, this company's fucked up, but I still really like their games. But when people just don't say anything and then they're just like overwatch two, And then I'm like looking at it and I'm like, this is the same. And everyone is saying like, it's like people are like, Oh shit, overwatch two. And then their first thing is like, I'm so mad at the cues. And also it's the same thing. I'm like, why do you do this to yourself? Like t- Team Fortress still exists. You can you can play that. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's I I really want to play the new. I'm gonna actually download it now while I'm thinking about it. There's a Gundam game that apparently is like a one for one of Overwatch, and I know people oh, will probably yeah. be like, "Oh, don't you? Why would you play that game? You hate Overwatch because like because it's not made by Blizzard and they don't have a cowboy who's also a sexual predator <laughs> that they had to change the name of because people were like, "Hey, wait a second, isn't this guy getting fired because he's a." Uh, He's been protected as a sexual predator. Yeah. Um, all this comes ahead because um, the upcoming Call of Duty has announced that it will also need phone number verification. Um, so this isn't just a Blizzard thing. This is an Activision thing, which a lot of people know. As soon as Blizzard and Activision got together, that's when the game started getting kind of lackluster. That's when it seemed to be more about money because Blizzard used to be a really cool company that would put out games that uh could never miss and now they're like don't you guys have phones and (laughs) all this other it's also again i think we've talked about it before but when you hire a bunch of video game fans to be your workers it's really easy to hit them with the we're all a family here and then that's how shit just uh like this happens Mm -hmm. So, do you want to uh, do you want to tag one more cool uh, Blizzard Activision thing? Yeah, let's go for it. Onto the onto the lineup. Yeah. And right, hold on. I'm it's been it's it now. been a week. We've been kind of like holding. We've been holding it in. Uh, Blizzard and Activision files a patent for AI generated music system. So, uh, A that's go that's going cool. to be really cool, and uh, B. Uh, a big fuck you to artists who oh, uh, make their livelihood by <laughs> by royalties on their music licenses. So you can just punch. You can just punch in like whatever you want it to sound like. Yeah, I mean there are also people who do that. Like people who you hire to be like, oh, make a we want Rage Against the Machine song, but so write a song that sounds like that. <laughs> That's the funniest artists you could think of we need rage against the machine ai generated uh, song i don't know no it I just like know. it works out so perfectly that like yeah it's so dystopian like, and now an ai is gonna do it instead of uh instead of someone who's already not making enough money literally the machine is going to be making the music <laughs> <laughs> yeah what if instead of raging against the machine we uh 
ju- it's uh, we the machine contracted contract the machine. <laughs> we made the machine to uh, make the the songs. That's insane. I don't know anything about that. That's great. Woo, pretty cool. Yeah, good good work over there, Activision Blizzard. Not to mention, I saw some more stuff come out about their. Um, I remember we were talking about the the way that they make their characters. Uh, I don't have any news on this, so this is all just hearsay. But this is from what I've heard. I don't have the article. I'm not gonna go looking for it because I don't care enough. But there was like stuff that came out about the uh, thing we were talking about before, where they have a specific set amount of points to make them um, like. Diverse. Oh, the, uh, the yeah, diversity, diversity scale system. Yeah, and there's like stuff that has come out that like I oh think we talked about that. Yeah, I know, but there's more stuff that came out that was like, uh, Symmetra wasn't originally autistic, but they added that in, and so her points went up or whatever like that. And then like the stuff seemed like oh, uh, so gross. Soldier seventy six was just a normal white dude, but then he got he became bisexual, so he had some points added, so he would like be higher on the scale and stuff like that and stuff and i think someone i think what it was was someone in a discord broke down the points and it was like oh the most diverse you can be is like either like black egyptian or a robot and shit like that (laughs) (laughs) we're like this is like the level of like oh uh, yeah it was just really funny i need to maybe i'll go try and find it but like just hearing the breakdown of like someone actually did the math to figure out where all the characters were on the scale and be like, Oh, this she's Egyptian. Oh, she's missing an eye. So that also adds up more points. Uh, how do we, how do we streamline and automate diversity? Yeah. Actually like hiring people from different backgrounds. Yeah. It was, Oh my God. It's so gross. My favorite thing about that, um, presentation that they did at GDC is it's like three, I want to say like they sound vaguely like Norwegian, like three like Norwegian women giving this like thing about like, oh, so this is um this is this character. He's black, he's uh he's a DJ, blah blah blah. He's just giving a like a, a this is this character. Like, oh, she's a robot, so she's very high and this it's so like, damn, this is crazy. I can't believe there's a video that exists of this. More robots in the workplace. We need more autistic robots, please. <laughs> Slay. More one-eyed Egyptians. Yes. Um, she's also elderly. I forgot that adds to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some more news. Uh, the first bit is that there has been this announcement from Konami about October 19th. Um, I don't think there's much here. It just says Silent Hill and it says October 19th this year. Yeah. Two o'clock. So uh, that's tomorrow if you're listening to this on Tuesday, the day it comes out. So I wonder what this, Connor, what do you think this is going to be? Another playable trailer? I don't fucking know. (laughs) I'm wondering if this is going to be a remake or a a port. I have a feeling it's just going to be a remake. Probably. I think I think I've hit full saturation on uh, hearing about Silent Hill uh, possibilities. Yeah, it, so much of it has been like 
hey, this is coming. And then finally it's like here and it's just like, oh, we've been hearing about this for so long that it's almost not as like hype as it. It's not going to live up to what people are expect have been expecting for the past like eight no. years or whatever. It's going to be a mobile gotcha game <laughs> where you get a cool PDF of um, Pyramid Head and then uh, you never play the game again. And Solid Snake is in it for some reason. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a <laughs> it's it's Pyramid Head, but he's wearing Solid Snake's gear. It's like a, a drop you can get. It's it's just an NFT. Yeah. It's just one NFT someone can buy. <laughs> it's just one NFT. Um, Razer has also come out with their uh, their own gaming handheld. This is kind of in the vein of the Logitech Razor? one. Yeah. Um, known Wait, for making a not? lot of PC peripherals, mouses. I got, I got, I got their mouse. The Naga- You have the Nagami or whatever it's called? I don't fucking know. Okay. Uh, uh, last time I had a Razer, uh, it was a flip phone. And it Fell out of my pocket on a roller coaster. That's a lot better than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Last time I had a razor, a lot of people got hurt. Uh, but that's not true. The um, where were we? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a new pr- uh, gaming handheld. It's got five G apparently. It's probably going to have a lot more RGB in it than the uh, Logitech one. Oh yeah, knowing Razer, they're going to. St- they're gonna stuff it full of RGB. It's gonna be neon green somewhere on it. <laughs> RBG. They're notorious for RBG. Who who decided that uh, like gamer marketed things needed to look the way that they do? I don't know, but it's uh, gotten out of control. Where I, like I I feel like I don't have a choice if I'm gonna be a streamer. I need to get some lights behind me. I need to get a ring light so for above my head. <laughs> It's, I don't want. I don't want a, a keyboard that looks like a, a an alien spacecraft. No, I I straight up have gotten rid of like the one that I had. But the only reason I have a keyboard that has lights on it is so I can see it when it's darker and it's just one color. And I just want that. I don't need everything else being like. I don't need fans and stuff like that. But maybe I do. Now that I think about it. Ah. <laughs> uh, Maybe I need more RGB. I already got my lights set up. People who are listening to the podcast didn't see because you can't see it and you never will. We're not going to do that. I don't know what the hell. Because it's a podcast. It's a podcast, you idiots. But I have, uh, I got some lights up above my wall now and it kind of makes it feel like it's a convenience store when I put the flashing ones on. <laughs> I love for my uh, the, my home to look like Seven uh, Eleven at two in the morning. Marlboro sold here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like watching TV on my couch. And I'm like, I really want a scratcher ticket yeah. for some reason. And then you just go up to the toaster and then you just pull one out, and that's where that's where you keep the scratchers. Um, Mike, I could use. Never mind. I'm just gonna stop with this fantasy. Um, <laughs> Phil Spencer, um, tweeted out an image talking about uh, some of the Fallout 25 anniversary stuff, congratulating Fallout and Bethesda on their major, yada, yada, yada. This guy's notorious. Oh, is this the... Uh... Yeah. Okay. This guy's notorious for being in Zoom calls and doing Easter presentations eggs. while he is at his home office and will have things on the back of his shelf that, draw the eyes in and we'll hint to stuff basically before 
I think he had some stuff from Bethesda that kind of hinted at them buying Bethesda. Before that, I think at one point he had... Wasn't he wearing a shirt in one of them that was some kind of hint? Yeah, he's he's done some stuff like that. I think at one point he had something of Kojima's. So, and then like soon after that, he they announced that uh, the next Kojima production game was going to be uh, either out first or an exclusive for Xbox. But now he tweeted this picture and everyone is looking at what seems to be an Xbox Series S, the smaller unit that is all digital, but it is even more small. It's very small. It's up at the top. It's got next to a controller and it's about as big as the controller. And what a lot of people are thinking now is that this is this device that has been talked about that Xbox and Microsoft are going to try and put out that is exclusively a streaming device. Yeah. And of like a, I guess it's like some sort of almost like a dongle, like I guess, or maybe it's like a Xbox Series S Mini or something like that. Don't know how this is going to work. Um, I mean, obviously. if they have if they have Game Pass, you know, built into it, mm-hmm. and they just drop it as like a Game Pass machine, that's fine. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, that working the S the S obviously has some internal memory, so it's all digital. Whereas this would be all streaming from what people are saying. I don't know. I can see it happening. There's enough streaming stuff out there. I think they have the infrastructure that if you have good enough internet, it could maybe work. But yeah, it also could be something that he just, I don't know. It's, it's funny because part of me is like, it's probably just something that he put up there because it is a prototype. But then again, it seems like every time this dude does something there it points to something else later on where he has something it's up. It's not an deck. accident. No. But, and then I'm also like, okay, now I feel like in conspiracy theory, like conspiracy theorists, like everyone else who's like, he's got the thing out there. It's gotta be this. But unfortunately half the time it turns out to be right. It's just like, he's got to stop doing this or every time there's people are going to be expecting stuff. When are you going to learn old man? <laughs> But yeah, that's all the news I got. Way more news. So Bob, I did a I did a very uh, quick quick and and dirty research into the history of uh, RGB lights. Oh, okay. I found a PC World article where they quote a bunch of professors, and they all say different things, and they don't know why. So, <laughs> so huh. thanks for nothing, then, fucker. <laughs> well. The most compelling thing I could see is that blue LEDs were uh, a pretty recent, like, well, 1990s uh, development. Because up until then, from like the 60s until the 90s, it was just red, red, green, and then orange and yellow. But they couldn't do blue until the 90s. So being able to, once they did blue, they could make any color. Oh, shit. Blue just So dropped. it's like a RGB is oh, associated damn. with cutting edge technology, I guess, just culturally. Okay. Um, and then other people are saying it's like a status symbol. Um, other people say- They're so like, cheap, though. I, that's weird that it's- I a, mean- I guess at I the guess time, sure. At the time, yeah. Okay. And it's just highly customizable. I don't know. It's also like, yeah, it's cheap now, but it's also like, wow, this person must have- so much money they don't know what to do with this so they're just buying these dumb lights they have they're <laughs> so rich but i i guess they were made popular right by like razor and uh whatchamacallit 
Corsair probably. Yeah. And when those, when they were first kind of making gaming accessories, they were expensive, right? Like they weren't as affordable when they were first kind of making cutting edge, you know, keyboards and mouse mice etc so i guess the the association of like those colors with those companies and like higher end gaming stuff is is what kind of makes those color (laughs) schemes cool yeah i don't know okay and now and now you can buy the same stuff on (laughs) wish.com and it will work for i bought the the lights i have i bought just because i needed more lights in my room and now it looks crazy. Now I feel like I'm in a, at the fairgrounds. Do we have any voicemails? We have one voicemail. Okay. If you'd like to call and leave a voicemail, you can at 804-286-0626. Or as we like to say around here, 804-ABAMA-MAN. If you call and leave a voicemail, it might sound something like this. Hey, this is Quincy. Um, I was just you know, playing my old PS2, I'm trying to play Guitar Hero, and it, you know, stopped playing mid-song, and I was just wondering, um, you know, the disc stopped spinning, and I was wondering if you guys can fix it. Thank you, bye. <laughs> we're we're now a PlayStation 2 repair shop yeah. and podcast. Well, Dewey does know a little bit about that. I could probably fix it. Yeah, I think it was a problem with the the motor or something that or i don't know something was happening the cd wasn't spinning uh the disc mm, wasn't spinning that'll happen it's either a laser problem or yeah like a motor problem but that's pretty easy mm-hmm. to fix let me know or i can just probably just uh give you a another playstation or you can buy another play they're super cheap you can go to Dawnstar. you don't even have to buy new PS2s? cords yeah ps2s they're cheap as hell you get a slim too so it's like takes up less space oh damn the slim was a good one too the first, year, but first, you're gonna have to invite me because I need to play Guitar Hero and DDR. I saw you playing DDR, and they have, uh, PS2s on Amazon for hundred fifty dollars. Okay, two two hundred fourteen dollars. That's in. That's it's, not right. It's renewed. It's been renewed. Okay, that's, go to go to eBay and find. Yeah, it. I just think it's funny <laughs> buying a, a a PlayStation Two off of Amazon. Yeah, that would be like a. a oh my God, PlayStation Twos are kind of a lot now. This yeah. is crazy. I'm yeah. start selling mine. Wow. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't have one. Um, yeah. Holy. They're like at least a hundred bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh. Lights are going crazy. Well, uh, thank you for listening and to tune in next week for a totally normal, regular episode where nothing outside of the box will happen. Interesting. Oh. Oh, wait. Because next um, week is the okay. week of. We'll be one. We'll be recording the week before Halloween. Uh, it'll be one year since the incident. The incident. So just tune in then. Uh, totally normal. Nothing out of the ordinary is going to happen on that episode. All right. <laughs> Sick. That means we don't have to play anything next week. Um, thank you yeah. for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And this is the Flock Podcast. And thanks for flying with us. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.